0: Good afternoon, you are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and this is Art Then and Now with me, your host Anna Gammons. This is the show where we explore art from the past and art from the present to understand how we as humans express ourselves throughout time. Our theme this week is first impressions and I've got something a little different lined up today. Friends of the show and self-confessed art novices Nick and Duncan are going to be giving their first impressions on some paintings from the Impressionist movement. I think you're going to really enjoy that but first i'm going to give a brief background to the movement itself and hopefully convince you of why the impressionist movement is the greatest of all time So if you've listened to the show before, you will know that I go on and on a little bit about the Impressionist movement. And there are two main reasons for this. One is that growing up, my mother was a big fan of the Impressionist movement. So she was kind of drag me along to galleries. And then I started to really enjoy going along to galleries with her. Um, and the second reason is that I've always loved and been attracted to colour. And it is what I absolutely love to use in my own work. It's what instantly attracts me to a piece of art. And the Impressionist movement is known for pushing the boundaries of colour in art so I like to think of the world um, the art world in two different stages before and after Impressionism (laughs) everything before is a little bit a little bit less colorful a little bit more serious and then everything after is just pretty pretty awesome in my opinion but um, (laughs) art was quite different before the Impressionist movement there is a clear hierarchy in art there was a clear hierarchy in art at the time of the Impressionist movement in the middle of the 19th century and the Academy, which was basically the institution that controlled French cultural output and in particular viewed certain subject matters as, and different styles of painting as more prestigious than others. And as a result, there are a lot of paintings of kind of mythological things, religious subjects and sort of history paintings depicting, you know, battles. And art was kind of more realistic and it was used to sort of tell stories. Um, but... Everything changed around 1860 when a group of relig- um sorry rebellious artists including Monet, Renoir, Pissarro and Degas got together and decided that things were going to have to be changed in the art world. So they were influenced by impressionists such as Turner, who sorry, sorry pre-impressionists such as Turner, who kind of gave hints of um, colour and more expressive and loose brushwork. And there was sort of an emphasis on colour and nature. And so these artists all got together. They were like, right, what are we going to do? We need to change things up. Art's a bit boring. We're getting rejected by the Academy. So they decided that they were going to do their own thing. And I've already mentioned in a previous episode that uh, the salon was rejecting Manet's lunch on the grass Le Déjeuner Souleur and that was one of in, an incredible amount of paintings that were just rejected by the Academy because they weren't seen as prestigious they weren't seen as high art um, and it was sort of a modern scene that was sort of reflecting the everyday folly, follies of middle class Parisian lifestyle which was not the sort of thing that the Parisians wanted to see on their walls so everything was being rejected and they decided they were going to defiantly put on an exhibition of their new works in Paris in 1874. This is These are the Impressionists. And the term Impressionist was actually first coined um, during this time. And it was used as an insult by the critic Louis Leroy in response to that exhibition. So he thought he was getting one over on them. But actually, that sort of helped to define the movement. So... What characteristics are there in Impressionist work? Well, visible or broken brushwork is something you really see a lot, and it's applied very thickly as kind of an impasto technique. Um, The depiction of light and changing seasons and the passing of time are really, really common themes as well. And as I mentioned before, the use of colour. So previously painters have made their own paints individually, and they would grind them and mix dry pigment powders with linseed oil and store them in animal bladders. I know. Uh, but now, thanks to new technologies, there were such things as pre-mixed paints in tubes. And this meant that artists could work more spontaneously, both outdoors and indoors, travel with paints and use vivid synthetic pigments um, that were more commercially available now to artists. So around the 1860s, things really changed. And there was kind of this sort of colourful burst of, you know, new works and new colours and things such as cobalt blue, viridian, cadmium yellow, which is going to come up later, hint, hint. And synthetic ultramarine blue were also kind of widely used as well. They they were commercial, they were new pigments and new technology allowed for that. So it was incredibly radical at the time to be doing this because it completely rejected the rules of the academic painting to be doing things that were not considered high art. And it was just a completely different change of subject matter. There were new techniques. Uh, artists were painting outside now more than ever. And they were painting quickly and with less detail as well to kind of capture a moment in time of a scene as opposed to sort of a heavily composed allegorical or renaissance work, for example. Um, now, this kind of rapid painting was part of the sort of way to reflect the rapid modernization and changing cultures of Western Europe. So the artists were kind of trying to update painting. They were saying, look, there's social, economic, political, and industrial changes in the middle of the century. We want to kind of create this. We want to create a different way of seeing a new culture, a fresh vision of a new society, if you will. So the development of photography, also incredibly relevant here, So portable cameras were used a lot now at this time. They were developed, it was new technology and everyone was very excited about being able to capture things they were doing in their everyday lives. So sort of more personal narratives were being sort of displayed and kind of the family could capture their little picnic and their more mundane or kind of everyday lifestyles, perhaps. Um, And painting took influence from this and thought, well, why can't we maybe do something like that? I want to kind of capture mine their the everyday lifestyle as well. This will be a really, really interesting take. So they decided that they were going to do something a little bit similar. And impressionism in this way is all about offering kind of a different angle on a, on a new viewpoint on a subject matter and as I said before like a moment in time like almost like a photograph taking a snapshot that's also what the impressionists were trying to do they wanted to take something that was just a moment in time and express it with colour and now that cameras could provide a realistic and definitive take on an event there was kind of less need for exact representations as there were before for example where you know they had to paint realistic versions of history paintings and things like that now they there was kind of a sort of more of a need for expressive and subjective work because they didn't need to represent an exact reality anymore because cameras could do that. So their personal impressions of something alive with emotion began to be seen as more important than ever before. Thank <laughs> you good afternoon, you are listening to Resonance 104.4 and this is Art Then and Now. Hopefully you enjoyed my introduction to Impressionism and you're really going to enjoy this next bit. This is the part of the show I think you're going to love, where I managed to entice the wonderful Nick Scrivenger and Duncan Ballack, who are friends of the show, to give me their first impressions of some famous Impressionist works. Now, art is not their area of expertise and they had no idea what I was going to show them, but it was interesting to see how fresh eyes would see very famous works that we see in popular culture all the time, for the first time, so enjoy. We get going, I thought that it was only fair to give you guys the names of the paintings and artists and dates, so that you can have a little google at home if you wanted to and you know what we 're talking about so the first work is van Gogh's sunflowers from eighteen eighty eight very famous you 'm sure you've seen it if you haven't what have you been doing um, <laughs> the second is van Gogh's chair, also from the same year eighteen eighty eight okay, so I am here with Nick and Duncan, who are friends, friends of the show, friends of me personally. Friends of the show. <laughs> uh, do you two want to introduce yourselves?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Duncan. Uh, I'm currently kind of trained to be a trademark attorney. Yeah. And I know very little about art, but thank you. Great introduction. We have an Anna here to help with that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Nick. I uh, work for the government mm-hmm. in education.
2: Um, I probably know a little bit more about art, but... Um,
0: Definitely more than Duncan does, I've got yeah, to say. Yeah, it's a low bar. I mean, the fruits in
2: the pudding,
1: so let's just wait until we've done the,
0: the okay,
2: thing. Fine. So fine. I think I, I saw a bit, um, when I was younger, kind of under duress, and then um, a little bit later on my own But you are anyway.
0: using big words already.
2: <laughs> I'm not even started
0: talking about art yet. Have <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I messed up? <laughs> already. Okay, so we're doing a first impression segment, guys. So the, the paintings I'm about to show you, you have never seen... As in, you might have seen I them. I know in, who you've it le- is. You've definitely you definitely see them in popular culture, but you haven't seen me show them to you. So this is all based on your first impressions. <laughs> that <part laughs> Vincent, I'm oh, right. what that's what Pop says. Vincent,
1: That's definitely Vin Diesel. Okay, right.
0: okay, guys. What are we seeing? <laughs> what are your first impressions? Talk to me. Right. I'm.
2: Initial surprise, and as obviously I know this piece of is a yeah. piece of work.
0: It's super famous. Um,
2: it is super famous. Um, surprised by the color palette used, I guess, because it's yeah. quite a lot of like kind of heavy yellows and browns, which you'd think, given I know our mm-hmm. listeners can't see it, but. It's an
0: unusual colour palette It yeah. is an unusual That's a really, really, really The main kind of thing about this So I, I was going to
1: say Something like that as well though You can have it If you said you it first Does that, that mean that I can't <laughs> now? No, you can have it I just, just bulldozed right. you I reckon <laughs> there's something Going on here In terms of I'm sure I'm sure you've told this before Conspiracy stories. I reckon there's something Yeah, I reckon there's something Happening Because okay. I reckon it's something To do with the fact Of how much paints cost And I reckon yellow
0: Ooh, actually like, You're not Ooh. You're not a million miles away Duncan So I <laughs> have it back Okay, so, Nick, I want to hear what you have to say about the colour yellow.
2: So, I didn't... Okay, so, but, like, okay, I don't know about the cost situation of...
0: Paint. ...Vincent, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: um, at the time. Obviously, yeah. I know he was poor, but... Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought about that. Well, yeah, he wouldn't. But then, obviously, so he's used... <laughs> and as you can see, like, it's on the bottom, that kind of... Whatever the background is, uh-huh. is very similar to whatever the, the vase colour is, so yeah. there's not a lot of, like, obvious definition in the work. Yeah. But equally... Like, he's tried to define bits of the petals and try and, like, make the most of not obviously... a limited palette, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other flowers, despite their arrangement and where you'd assume the light would be, are very similar in colour. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the ones at the top being slightly darker because I guess it would be in the shadow, but not a lot different compared yeah. to the... The ones in kind of the forefront. It kind of
0: looks a bit flat, doesn't it? It does, as super it, flat. It like it's like a whole full two
1: D. There's literally no shadow on the vase.
0: Yeah. Because so. to me, actually,
1: it looks like there's a lot of detail in the some of the plants. Yeah. And then very little, like, as you say, in the back or the table or like the. Would you not, would you like
0: not the, say there's... Oh, you mean the background? Yeah. Is
1: so it, so no. So, so some detail? of the some of the flowers are. <clears throat> are, are like,
0: Do you think that's intentional? The fact
1: that they. I don't know. To me, it looks like you did it. and then had not quite finished. That's what I think. Okay, it feels unfinished. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, but you signed it, so I assume it is. Charging Van Gogh, or well, we had to go. An artist, <laughs> an
0: artist signing something doesn't necessarily mean it's finished or unfinished. But I will say a few things about the the fact that it's yellow. So, uh, Duncan, you were actually quite intuitive with that. Basically, the well, colour yellow sure. was was a fairly new pigment. Basically, the technological developments with oil paint meant that. You could get more colours, readily available, and you could transport them around the country. So a lot of artists from the Impressionist movement would paint plein air, which essentially means outside. outside. Which means you can transfer all the paints outside. So yellow was part of this kind of new movement where yellow could be used outside. It could be used uh, in large quantities. It was also a new kind of artificial pigment Mm colour. So this is why a lot of the Impressionist colours you're going to see are really, really bright, and that will come up later. So yellow's absolutely... So it's kind of showing off by using that
1: kind of... A yeah, dull, just like showing new and the impressionist, of what is well,
0: yeah, and the Impressionist movement's also about, <coughs> um, it's about innovation, it's about going in a new direction, so it would make sense to embrace that kind of advancements of technology and things like that, so how about the meaning behind the colour yellow, do you think it means anything, The, the emotionally I'm talking about?
2: Wow. <laughs> That's a big occasion. What does, what does yellow make you feel? So he started, how do, you how, do you you look, how do you feel looking at this? And then what about the color What about of the emotions? Like... Jaundice.
0: Well, no, we all know art that is, is normally but reflective of an emotion of some sort. not look
2: healthy, though, right? There's,
1: you don't look well, at this and you think life. Well, I mean, some of them are A lot of those, those are wilting.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting. That's going to come up, too. So
1: maybe yellow is like the sun.
2: But is that like it's
0: a movement only. thing? Like
2: is a progression of life in this
0: Yes, exactly. Really. Cuz yes. was really
2: tall. It so, sounded like a buzzword so, I could get. What did you say? <laughs>
0: so the idea is that the plants some of them are dying, some of them are in full bloom, some of them are wilting, some of them are kind of standing erect and the point is that it is meant to represent the cycle of life and wow. the the kind of um, the movement in <laughs> the movement in kind of things how Vincent saw his kind of his own life in terms of his friendships with people were kind of, they would spring to life and then they would die and... The idea is that it represents sort of the human experience as well as the natural experience mm. as well. So yeah, you kind of nailed it with talking about the fact that I something's brighter than this or not. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, you got the yellow bit. But
0: to start. Bit, so in terms of yellow, you mentioned the sun and what kind of what do we associate? Like the it's sun literally is it like life is photosynthesis? It kind of mo- no, but like <laughs> emotionally, is it like more moody or is it more happy? Like how would you? How would you I would say.
1: I mean, it's a kind of, okay, I would say it's kind of a positive, it's uh, yeah. uh, optimistic. The sun. Uh,
0: right.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, a, but light is meant to be like, it's like like bringer of life. It's like she, like, yeah. the emotive feeling of joy and happiness is generally having a
0: well, like sun, right? that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and Vincent went through a lot of stages in his life. However, this painting was supposed to represent his friendship and gratitude towards uh, Gauguin, who was his friend who was coming to visit at the time. I'm just double checking I've got the French name, right? Because there are loads of French names <laughs> that I have to try and remember. Um yes, I mean, so, Gauguin does. So go yeah, name. so Gauguin was gonna be visiting him and he put this in the room to symbolise his happiness about, about the friendship and the fact that he was coming to stay. So it's it's a later piece of artwork. Just have a chat and
1: chew his ear off. It's a symbolic
0: piece of artwork. And it's also you can't you can't what did you say?
1: <laughs> have a chat and chew his ear off. You
0: can't see so much here, but the work is really, really these, these flowers here, um, the, the kind of taller ones, you can, he's used so much texture on the brush that it actually looks like the seeds themselves, oh, yeah. which is really, really it beautiful does, addition. Yeah. And it, it's not as good seeing it on a laptop, but it really is something That's kind of what I meant,
2: by the detail. It to be a really expensive radio show we went to every art piece that you want oh, to show us. I would
0: fully do it. Okay, guys. So this, I've got time. I'm not busy. This is a piece, a piece <laughs> by the same artist... Um, it's called Van Gogh's Chair. Like we chair. couldn't tell
2: with Vincent really, on it again. From
0: 1888. <laughs> so this is 1888. This is exactly the same year that his sunflowers were painted. He really
2: hadn't got depth perception down, had he? Well... Like, everything's just quite flat. You let know, pose the
0: question before you just no, no, jump no,
1: no, in. don't have a question. To... It's first impressions. No, He's trying to get points in. He's
2: no, no. In <laughs> <just before> you... Even the door. Like, there's nothing. There's no, like... There's no shadow in anything. There's just... Everything is just blank
0: 2D. do why do you think that he's not given much attention to depth perception and... Well, I assume he's trying to highlight a different point. Right. right. So, exactly. Yeah,
2: being light or being, like, I assume, shape or whatever the emotive mm-hmm. point of this particular chair is, which yeah. I'm still getting to.
0: Yeah. Um, what What do you think the items are on the chair?
2: I thought, like, it, was a cig- I thought it was a pipe initially.
0: Yeah, uh, it is. And then
2: a little bit of tobacco and a tissue. No, it's definitely an no, origami tobacco.
0: crane. It- <laughs>
2: It's the what? A origami crane side, I can see what you mean, and
0: actually, Japan has a huge influence in uh, Van Gogh's work. So actually, that's not a terrible point, but right. it is in fact a tobacco pipe. <laughs> a tobacco.
2: also <laughs> wrong. Um, <laughs> so that was. There
0: are also some onions in the background as well. Which I
2: thought that was a lobster. I thought it was
0: a fox. Yeah, it looks a bit like a crab, which he also painted um, earlier than that. But um, okay, so and why
2: why, why do box.
0: you think that there is a sort of a seemingly sort of sort of slightly dank room? It's a bit empty, and there's a pipe on the chair. What does that mean? Because it's very symbolic and nice. nothing. I think Someone... accidental with these sort But of is things.
2: this is this kind of like a, an image? I don't know. I don't know. This is me guessing. But is this like an image of him? Like, is this sort of something that he enjoyed? Is it like?
0: I'm smile- smiling. What onions?
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: we all onions. That's onion? exactly
0: what it is. It's a self-portrait in, in essence. Right. And it and looks
1: like he got up to paint. And it did and not research we that. No. Nope. Uh,
0: and yeah, the, could the, make that clear as well
1: the on paper that Nick's done a little bit of the old research today <laughs> and I was told, <laughs> no, absolutely. There's sure always research and I tried to work out what years this might have happened. Duncan's
0: feeling slightly jilted because uh, even though I did warn him this was happening he did a little research. I was,
1: well, yeah. <laughs> but I just a little research yeah, then what are you
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I know, that's what we want, we want first impression. So yeah, so it is a self-portrait in kind of, in in essence, and the idea is that um, it's supposed to represent, represent like,
2: like a self-portrait in absence, honest, right? Like? Yeah,
0: his honest and direct nature of Van Gogh, he's, he's on a Atlantic. chair. It's kind of like this. These are French things he enjoys. You know, um, uh, the kind of this is basically him saying these are these are a few things in my life. I'm going to paint them in their simplest reality he just loves to convey my, his straight talking, simple kind of. Well, Self. I mean, there wasn't
2: a lot of Netflix so that, at that time, so I can understand why a pipe might have, like, value.
0: And can I also ask about, I mean, you mentioned the background briefly, but this colour, what would teal. you... Teal. Yeah, I mean, it it's is, teal, yeah, but, like, it's kind of a teal.
2: But if you notice, know, he's used it as the outlining for the chair, which is a bit mm-hmm. of an odd choice, right? especially that back right leg mm-hmm. is really blue. Yeah. Um, And then also the wicker, the outside of the yeah. wicker. So, obviously, outlining something in black is really bold, because mm-hmm. it looks like a cartoon immediately. Yeah. But the blue I mean, is...
0: Maybe that somewhere in anyway, yeah. But Yeah.
2: But still, like, the, the blue point. looks is really strong. It's like it's it's noticeable, more noticeable than you'd think it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and also
1: very much the same colour as the door is. Yeah, should said a blue outline for the edge of the table of that vase previously. That was a thing I thought that was, was a strange. Thing. I just didn't mention I didn't see that one. Um, Was it meant to mean something in the colour? The blue. Time?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the blue is supposed to be representative. It's the whole piece is, as I said, sort of a self-portrait in essence, and it is about his temperament. He's he's quite um, kind of calm and reflective, and that colour is supposed to symbolise his kind of, his kind of serenity in in essence. But I mean, yeah. Va- this is Van, at Go- Van Gogh
2: piece of Van Gogh. Well, yeah, this so is actually yeah,
0: view. and there are other there are other times where he is not he's he can be quite turbulent, but mm. this is a kind of a piece reflective of a more sort of still and a more uh, placid kind of um, persona
1: so you're saying that that colour in general when used often has that kind of
0: not always I mean, I mean, I mean of yeah. yeah but, but yeah. I mean if you think about if you think about the very kind of um, base ideas about colour red is a very passionate colour blues and soft tones are, tend to be a little bit more of a cooling and more relaxed and more um, as I said uh, serene kind of colour um, and in fact, that colour, that colour is. colour is used when someone develops it. And used it when it <laughs> yeah. comes out. Yeah. used when someone invents yellow. <laughs> um, okay. The next painting I'm going to be showing the boys is La Arena Maria or Hail Mary in English by Paul Gauguin from 1891. Okay, so next we've got. Oh,
2: hello.
0: This little piece. <clears throat> thoughts. Tell me this your thoughts. This is weird. Unusual?
2: Super unusual. That is strange. And yeah? I didn't know it formed into the impressionist era, but He'll let's go for it. Look what's os- in the foreground, Nick. I noticed there are some fruits. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: he wants to jump straight in with his... Uh, no, no, no I, got, <laughs> I, I, I think I got,
2: like, led to the fruits in this situation. Okay, okay. Um, is there, like, a holistic kind of image going on here? Because both mum and child in the corner look like they have, like, halos. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird, right? So is yeah. there, like, a... Uh, scientifically like maybe slightly asian influenced uh, jesus angle or like
0: um, so
1: like mary angle
0: you're absolutely i mean this the image is called uh
1: la Rana maria exactly. which might be mary in <laughs> okay Spanish.
0: any firstly before we could talk about what nick just said cuz you're spot on um did make any, it ideas, any ideas on no, the wait, artist? You no, can,
2: you, can, you can fill in the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> is that done enough now? for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any
0: ideas on the artist for a start? Who may have taken influence that was an Impressionist and kind of taken influence from other cultures? Any ideas?
2: You're asking a lot of us right now.
0: No, I mean, I just wanted to let you know. know. It is a Goga. So he nice. went to Tahiti. Van Gogh's friend. Gauguin, exactly. Oh, no, the him. guy that was visiting him. Exactly. They all tie thing. in together, which you kind of learn with the impressions. They all take influence from each other. Um, so, basically, Gauguin went to um, Tahiti to try and escape the kind of vices of Paris. He wanted to get away from everything that was artificial and conventional. That is a quote. Um, he sought to escape escape the constructions of European society, and he thought that Tahiti might offer some sort of... This is easy. Uh, sort of personal development and a chance for him to be like creative. Um, he was just very dissatisfied. So, what are the kind of things that you notice are different about this piece than the ones we've looked at? Before we talk about what the actual image is saying,
1: well, it's, but it's. I mean, this one is very exotic. Like the colours and the right? kind of things going on, colors, the trees the in the thing. background and. Yeah. To the one where there's, there's pops of colour as you would traditionally see in, uh-huh. in um You say know. that with
2: the red dress, right?
1: So these the subtle tones where well, he wants there to be subtle tones. So
2: a lot of this kind of like middle left area mm-hmm. is very much muted compared to what she is. She's mm-hmm. and then surprisingly the child on her shoulder is quite muted colour wise. Mm-hmm. And obviously we put real effort into colouring the fruit at the front.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That and, red and, is really, really um distracting, isn't
2: it? And also the gold on the other girl's like um Or boys. Oh, I don't know, Tunic. Or boys, children yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or or yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely.
2: Um the only thing that's really defined and colourful in the in the kind of the middle ground, I guess. Mm. And then the background is for from what I've seen in our previous paintings, it's really defined. Like those trees in the background are
1: quite you know yeah. um specifically outlined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost more defined than that middle person, which is a bit strange. because That mean, person really? looks like they've they were I don't know, that was like a really old part of the piece, and then they've updated it with other uh, colour. And, <laughs> and just I added think the colour
0: as an Yeah. yeah I mean, that's
1: the, quite, that's quite possible.
2: Do a full front and a, a back, yeah. um,
1: and then the middle ground was mm-hmm. kind of... Yeah. I'm trying to work out what this is on the left as well, this kind of pink-black... I don't know, It looked yeah. like a bird, because of feathers and things like that, yeah. but I can't actually tell... Yeah what it is.
0: Interesting. Okay, so going back to what Nick said at the beginning, it is meant to represent the Madonna and Child. So it is a impressionist and um culturally diverse painting of Mary and her baby Jesus. So the idea is that Mary is kind of is carrying um Jesus and it is these are meant to be uh, in the background on the left-hand side almost like they've been told by the angel Gabriel that Jesus has arrived. They are. That's greeting. Greeting. In the angel. Yeah, way. so this is an angel uh, figure that you saw, with the wings, so you saw so like that. A peacock. Um, so the I idea know. is that they are greeting the Virgin Mary and sort of congratulating her. Um, they're slightly bent down. They are kind of, um, okay. yeah, sign- signaling their. adoration for for what's going on. Exactly. The colours are really important too and that is because, I mean, we talked a little bit about the fact that Impressionism is based on the idea that we sort of use these raw pigments of colour because they're readily available now, there's new colours, you don't have to use um, egg tempera, which is essentially the mixing of egg with colours that was used in kind of the Renaissance to to really bring out those colours. Mm. Um, We're using raw pigments here of really, really bright colours. So the fact that he's abroad and he's using these colours... And the fact that he's in a different culture where perhaps there's less limitations is mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of nailed it. That's exactly, that's exactly what's going I, on.
2: Just a separate question. Um, but just about the fruit bowl, there's two what looked like there was planned to be melons, but he decided it should be grass later on.
0: Which two there?
2: Like yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can but they're as defined them. as the middle person. But, like, are, they, they think, but are they? fruit or are they grass? Because they're the grass color, but they look like they yeah. outline like fruit. So might indicate
0: I mean. some sort of reworking. Absolutely. It's, was
2: why I was wrong, But then yeah. lazy reworking. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: or, or that is, you know, that is intentional, and they were just the color of the grass, and there's sort of a really the small hint of definition there. Thank you. Um, what about the composition? What do you think is?
2: You're gonna have to let me know what that means
1: composition okay, how so the piece, has how been the piece composed. is composed. Well, no, but in we, terms we, of
0: um, in terms of geometry with the piece, so where things are positioned is what I'm talking about. Well, the if that's
1: Angel Gable you said on the far left, yeah, covered by a tree. Covered by a, really a tree, almost like you can't because you can't really see angels, perhaps, yeah. or something. So maybe maybe kind of,
0: quality, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're looking. the The two back individuals are looking at Mary. Yeah. But then Mary, and Jesus are looking at what looks like us. Yeah. Mm. Put the fruit. Yeah. Or the fruit.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just a, a kind of, it's, the, the direction kind of comes in a kind of circular I mean, and then back to us.
0: Yeah. There's, de- there's, there's absolutely... Yeah. I mean, that's a really kind of intuitive um, suggestion. Like, there, there is the idea that kind of we're coming the curve of the wings and then the curve of the background in terms of the mountains, the hmm. curve of the spine of the baby, the curve of the fruit, the bowl. Absolutely. It's very it's circular. A, yeah. and, and the idea that um, what can kind oh, of a right. circular composition... <laughs> If, that, if that's relevant... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, he
1: said a, a word that doesn't exist. So I think he was trying to think of an arty word or say. <laughs> I mean, and he came that. out with... Was it flesh, Can you say? <laughs> it doesn't mean it
2: There's
0: a
1: lot of flesh. <laughs> there's a word for it.
2: It's like... Sli- is that cylindrical, though, is it? No. Are you, about, are you talking about the... not cylindrical. You're talking about Historical? the... Spherical. No. There's an actual word for it. <laughs> don't don't
0: throw out really basic words.
2: Really <laughs> <funny>. He's <like>, saying... Yeah. There's a word for it. what is it? Well, what? Then, it's
0: yeah. not cylindrical, for sure. Um... OK, so one thing I will say about that, Duncan, is that so this, the idea of the cycle of life and being really close to nature is really important when mm-hmm. Gauguin was away because he was away from the kind of uh, the Parisian industrial scene in, in what was happening in Europe. And he was kind of trying to get to basics with nature. He's also talking about a subject that is, you know, a Christian subject. He's talking about faith in this image. And the fact that it's a circle could be um, representative of the fact that it's the cycle of nature. Mm. Um, and we are a part of that. We are in the middle of that in some ways. Um, we yeah. are affecting that. So that's a really interesting. I didn't notice that when I first saw this. So that's really, really interesting. Um, anything else about the composition and where things are placed? And I'm going to give you a clue. I Do feel you... like
1: you're trying to point us towards the fact that there's fruit in the foreground. Nope. Like, oh, nope. No.
0: Have you guys heard of the rule of thirds?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay.
2: Because your photos, you always like put like deliberately set things at three points. Yeah. Because it catches your eye right in certain ways. So I assume she'd be one.
1: Arthur thought was always share a chocolate orange. Is that not? The <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god. Three is a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. So I think she should be our yeah. merry figure, the fruit figure, and then this would be right our third, right? Unless unless you're so, doing. So well,
0: actually, interestingly, it can go one, two, three, and one. We've got a middle section, and a there's there's sort of an, an idea of like these two top panels okay. and these two panels mm. and the, the side panels here. So, and the idea of the rule of thirds is that it responds to as humans we we are it's pleasing to us to see things that are geometrically. Um, things that look geometrically harmonious and are balanced, really... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and balanced. That's why you serve food uh,
2: in thirds. Like, right, you never exactly. See, you never get served two scarves. Exactly. You get three or you get one. Right,
0: and, and the rule of thirds, yeah. I mean, that kind of comes from a really, really early... Um, like uh, philosophy, but essentially the idea is that we as humans, we are very pleased by the rule of thirds. It looks appealing to us. It, it looks harmonious to us. So there is a play on the rule of thirds in this image. So it's not just about the, I mean, the impressionists are often criticized for <coughs> the fact that they are not always technically on point, but mm. there's a lot going on here. It is not just an image of a woman. It is, and an a child it is. There's, we're talking about faith. We're talking about the rule of thirds, composition. We're talking about the technical, we're talking about the colours. We're talking about being close to nature, there's, there's a lot of things hmm. in play here. Wasn't
2: that kind of a point of impressionism as they deliberately didn't pander to what was... Exactly,
0: that? exactly. And it was a rejection of um, yeah. the academy and what was considered high art. Um, absolutely. Spot on. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for talking to me and giving me your first impressions. Have you had a nice time? A really nice time. No, Thank you, you so much for having us. Have you enjoyed looking artwork? artwork. I yeah,
1: I hope we weren't too um, a million miles away from what you were no, expecting. This, so. was, this was so <laughs> I've great. actually learnt loads. All right, no, it's you really interesting stuff, guys. but yeah, and thanks for having us. You so thank you us. so
0: much. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm, I really enjoyed your first impressions, and I really hope the listeners have, do too, because this was so entertaining. I don't know about you but I thought they did incredibly well for people that say they don't know anything about art I think that was a big lie um, <laughs> thank you Nick and Duncan you were fantastic now that is all we've got time for this afternoon thank you so much for listening to Art Then and Now with me Anna Gammons for any of the images discussed on this week's show or to contact me please visit the Facebook site at the Art Then and Now show a big thank you to Claire and Sarah for doing their audio engineering today and see you next week at 3.30 on Residence One Hundred Four. .4FM.